What is up, everyone? This is Around the Bases podcast, performing live here on WUMD today. It's kind of a different feel. I'm here with my co-host, Christian. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Ryan. Excited to be part of this live podcast. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's quite a different feel. But we have a special guest with us today, Hezekiah. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Scared to be live, though, but we'll get through it. Oh, no, no. You really don't need to worry about being live. It's just as easy as being on a recorded podcast. Um, It's pretty cool, too. Wouldn't you say so, Christian? I think it's awesome, man. I feel like a celebrity right now. Oh, yeah. But you may be wondering, hey, where is where's Tom? What's he doing? Well, Tom decided to mismanage his time today. and uh, He's not going to be happy about that comment. No, he's not going to be happy. I know he's going to walk in here and be like, Ryan... What is your problem? You don't know what you're talking about, you know, but he's actually here with us today. He's just in um, where we traditionally record our podcast is in the other room, actually, and um, which is next door. It's called the the recording room, I guess. I don't know what the, the prod room. That's another word for it. But Tom is in there actually like recording. I, I don't know. No. Oh. I don't know how to explain it. I, I literally can't even speak. You're doing a lot to just say he's in here in spirit yes. with us right he's now. He's here in spirit in the next room because he's actually helping out um, some random people that came in <laughs> wanting to record a podcast. So you know what? We're here live in the booth recording this edition. So that's why the audio sounds different. We apologize. I also don't know how to speak full sentences. So you know what? We're going to just get right in here to first base. Um, we're not going to have some corny track playing and then going single. You know what I'm talking about, Christian? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's some corny I mean, stuff. It's not corny. It's pretty cool. I I'm love glad, it. I I'm love glad it. Tom does it, but we don't have the capabilities to do that right now. Um, That's a actually, good thing. We, we do have the capabilities, but I just don't want to do it because it's kind of annoying for me to just do it live. Yeah, I feel you, man. It's a lot easier to worry. just put it in. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you guys feel that. But yeah. now that you listen to my rambling, why don't we just get into first base? So what do you guys want to talk about? We have four Ooh. topics on the agenda today. It's either the MLB World Series... NFL football, NCAA football, which is Michigan, oh my goodness, and then the last one's NBA. Which one do you guys want to uh, You already here? know, NFL goes first. Oh, why is that? Because it's the best out of those four. All no right, one well, cares about the MLB, what's happening right now, some series of worlds. Well, you know what, know. you were really trying to trigger me, young man. The MLB Always, every is episode. some of the best baseball you can get, and it was insane last night. The Nationals just went crazy, but fine. If we'll talk about the NFL first, so if you want to hear me complain about the Lions. I'm ready for it. Who wants to hear that? I'm, I love hearing that. All right, Hezekiah, what about you? Do you want to hear it? I mean, I guess I don't think I have a choice here, but go ahead, Ryan. Uh, you know what? We'll start off. Christian loves to do his weekly picks or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> usually make some outrageous comment like I did last week where I said the Broncos were going <laughs> to... I think... Who were they putting the Niners? Uh, no, no, no. Um, I forgot who they were playing. It wasn't the Niners, though. The Redskins were playing the Niners. I forgot who the Broncos were oh, Whatever. Playing. The Broncos played someone in... It, it was bad. Yeah. I said they were going to get 11 touchdowns, and they did Oh, it was, it was the Chiefs, man. <laughs> yeah, they the Chiefs. get a touchdown. <laughs> the Chiefs. Uh, their backup quarterback blew out the Broncos, so <laughs> yeah. bad call on my part. Uh, but, yeah, let's, let's just talk about Christian. Would you All like right. to talk I about I guess we'll start off with the Thursday night game that's happening today. Vikings versus the Redskins, I believe. You already know who's winning that game, guys. Come on. I, I hate to say it, but it's going to be the Vikings. The Redskins are literally... Worthless. They're almost as worthless as the Dolphins or the Bengals, but they're a little bit better than them, I'd say. 
But still, the Vikings will probably destroy them. I think it's Vikings home too, which uh, there's literally no chance. I think the spread is plus 16 for the Redskins. That's that's really sad. But yeah, Vikings definitely got it win in the bag. Hezekiah, what do you think? I mean, the Vikings are going to win. There's no way I'm picking a team that's won, let's see, one game over somebody in the NFC North. It's never going to happen. But the Redskins are going to cover the spread, guaranteed. You know what? I'm going to have to say my thoughts. I think the Redskins actually are going to win this game. <laughs> this is exactly what happened last Thursday. No, no. I actually have a feeling about this one. What? You know why? The Redskins had a tough battle with the Dolphins. Listen, and they came the out Dolphins. Top. They the, came out on top. They had a tough battle with the I Dolphins. I don't care, though. They came to fight. The, the Dolphins, Dolphins are fight, tanking man. on purpose. Did you oh, see yeah? that two-point conversion? Yeah, did they... Kenyon Drake threw that ball Man, down. I don't care saying, what anybody says. I'm just saying. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to pick up what you're putting down, Hezekiah. But, um, you know, that game was a pretty much a blow. But the Dolphins did come back. They were not out of that game. They wanted it just as much as the Redskins. And they showed heart. You know who hasn't shown much heart this season? Kirk Cousins. And if you want to say, oh, he beat the Lions, I don't even want to talk to you. Because the Lions are a joke. He beat the team before that, too. Um, what team was it? Four other teams, but you know what? That doesn't matter because once he faces a real enemy like Drew Brees, it's over. I don't think the Eagles are that much of a joke. They're a joke, oh, they're but a joke. they're not as big of a joke as the Lions. Come on. I'm sorry if you if you can literally say you have lost to the Lions. That's something the Cardinals didn't even do. All right. So you got a good point. I, I'm saying that's pretty bad. Like you are not winning a championship if you lost to the Lions. I'm sorry. It's just not possible. I know you could say the argument that the Patriots did last year, but we all know that Patricia threw the game. All right, all right, listen. We all know Patricia just... I'm sorry, not Patricia. Belichick threw the game for Patricia to win. We all know that happened. Listen, we'll get to the Lions next. I just want to talk about the Patriots first. All right. Yeah, talk. The Patriots. No one cares about the Patriots. Led by the best quarterback of all time, the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest football player to ever live. The best system quarterback of all time. Tom Brady. I'm going to ignore that system QB comment. (laughs) Tom Brady just led the Patriots to their seventh win of the season. Let me remind you, we are in week seven. Now going on to week eight. They hey, are seven last and zero. They won sixteen zero, and they lost to Eli Manning. Listen, Ryan. Listen. First is the worst. Second is the best. This is the second time they're going sixteen and zero. So you're they're saying winning it all. First is the worst. Second is the best. So you're saying. That the six times that they won a championship, they were the worst team in the NFL? Is that what you're arguing? No, 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 no. no. Listen. Well, it seems a little contradicting. Listen. What I'm saying is Tom Brady will lead the Patriots to their seventh Super Bowl. You mean the defense will lead the Patriots? The defense is playing spectacular right now. I will admit that. But as Shannon Sharp said, great quarterbacks know when to take a seat back. And they will become great when the team needs them to be great. And what does Shannon Sharp know about being an NFL quarterback? Shannon Sharp, Hall of Fame tight end. Yeah, played with one of the played with one of the best what, quarterbacks. Has he, has he played quarterback? He has, has he played in the NFL as a quarterback? He has played with. You know, he might have some good advice for Gronk <laughs> or uh, George Kittle, but how, how does he? he how you can tell? How can he, he say a, from the perspective of Tom Brady? How can he say he can relate to that? Listen. How does he know? Listen, Shannon Sharp is an NFL analyst. He's been studying the game. He's played the game for almost his whole life. He knows what football okay. is. 
He knows every okay, aspect but of it. How does football. he know what a quarterback does? Because he's had a really close relationship with John Elway, oh, okay. one of the best quarterbacks. And does John Elway talk about being a tight end? What, what it takes to be John, a tight end? John Elway. Tight ends take a back seat when. Uh, you know? No, no, no. I'm t- the quarterback yeah. is the position they need for the offense. It's the most important. Right, but here's position. what I'm saying. My argument. If you're. Okay, just pick this hypothetical scenario. Just, just pick up what I'm putting down. If okay. John Elway comes out and says, you know what? It's okay for George Kittle to take a back seat when the the Niners defense is carrying the team. What people would laugh at John Elway, but it's okay for Shannon Sharp to come out and say that about Tom Brady. Oh, oh no, no, no! He did not say that about Tom Brady. He actually said that about Aaron Rodgers during the beginning of the season. Oh, okay, and yeah. After Aaron Rodgers had the big game of uh, I think six total touchdowns, he uh, he was saying that in the beginning of the season he was like, okay, he can rely on his defense, but when the team needs to rely on the quarterback a great quarterback will come and win the game for them, which is what Tom Brady will do later in the season when they verse tougher teams like Baltimore. I'm glad you mentioned tougher teams because the Patriots have played absolutely nobody. Them winning 33... The Jets are a real tough opponent, man. They have Le'Veon Bell. Sam Darnold was still out there with Mono, as far as I'm concerned. Anybody who says that they're seeing ghosts, come on. What do you guys think about them airing that comment? Uh, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, I like it. If you're going to say that stupid stuff, you deserve to get aired out for it. Okay, if you're saying it's stupid, I'm actually not very familiar with what happened. What exactly um, did he say, and why is there controversy behind it? All right, it? so I'll explain it. Um, I actually read a little about this today. So the Patriots were sending like um, like large amounts of pressure towards Sam Darnold, like almost every play, if you were watching the game. And I wasn't. It wasn't a very entertaining game. <laughs> yeah, well, the pressure made him make a lot of mistakes. Uh, four interceptions, a fumble. It was really, like, scaring. Like, he was really affected by the blitzes Belichick was sending. And in the middle of the game, uh, the NFL uh, broadcast, and you cut to a segment of him saying, I'm seeing ghosts out there. So, like, he's thinking, they're showing blitz but they're not really, and doesn't want to get hit by the blitz coming, so he just throws it up, which is oh. not what he wants to do, obviously, as an NFL quarterback. But that's what he meant by seeing ghosts. Okay, but why is there such a controversy surrounding it? So, uh, I saw that Le'Veon Bell, and I think, I forgot what other, I think it was either the coach and Le'Veon Bell or another player and Le'Veon Bell, but they voiced their opinion on Twitter saying that the NFL shouldn't have broadcasted that because it's just, it, it really just embarrasses the player like I get that they got that on tape but you're not I feel like that's wrong to embarrass an NFL quarterback like that uh, especially with all this press going around oh, but why this has a kind of thing it's a stupid comment I, I, I'm confused I mean Sam Dardle he shouldn't be mad about some criticism after he got mono I mean all the memes about him he should have been used to knowing that when something kind of when something out of the normal happens to you you're going to get a lot of bad press for it it's just a normal thing. You're never supposed to admit that you're seeing ghosts on the football field. Not even against the Patriots. I understand that as a quarterback, you don't want to get smacked by a 300-pound defensive lineman, but come on. You're a pro quarterback. Get over it. Well, you know what? I will say one thing about Sam Darnold that I admire. He has a better record over the Detroit Lions over the last two years than uh, Tom Brady does. <laughs> that is that is true. That is true. <laughs> Also, I want to add on to, uh, I feel like another reason why people were upset with the NFL broadcasting that is, I feel like that's a real 
detriment to the New York Jets and an advantage to other teams. Saying well, you know that what they a can real detriment to the New York Jets was, Christian? What was it? Back in 2007 when uh, Belichick recorded their practices. <laughs> yeah, I know. Belichick is a corrupted coach. Tom Brady carries him every year. I know that, Ryan. Thanks for bringing it up. Uh, you mean but, Tom Brady's um, defense has been... And, or the system? Which one? That's weird because... Clearly it's not Tom Brady. All the point. offensive coordinators that work with Tom Brady and moved on to other teams weren't able to replicate the system without Tom Brady, which is really weird to me. But anyways, as I was saying, I feel like it's an advantage for other teams to know that, that Sam Darnold gets spooked by these blitzes. And I feel like teams will now be able to game plan around this. Yeah, so sending more blitzes. the Lions that... Yeah, they really should because they, they have really zero pressure. About the blitz this year, so. Speaking of the Lions and their game coming up, oh, what's going to happen, Ryan? What do you think? Oh, the Lions this week against the Giants? Yep. Well, you want to hear my real prediction? I want to hear it. I think this is where the Lions prove they're actually good or not. Or they actually have a chance to be a team that is respected this season. Uh, personally, do I think they are respectable? No. I think that they they should probably be 0-5-1 right now. They had one team that they could have easily beat. They decided to blow a 20-point lead on them in the fourth quarter. Maybe it wasn't 20, 18, whatever. 14. No, it was 24-6, wasn't it? Okay, well, All right. whatever. Because I remember I was... I was at, yeah, uh, yeah. I just remember, I just remember just watching slowly, I'm like, you know what, this is just a typical Lions thing to do, and they did it, but yeah, so they somehow tie the Cardinals, they have 15 minutes to win a game against a mediocre team, and they couldn't do it, and then they go beat up two bang teams, and now we're here, three losses in a row, and everyone wants to blame the rest for one game, bullshit, not, not blameable. Anyway. To be fair, it is always the Lions versus the refs and whatever team is oh, out there, too. You mean too. the Lions versus their uh, 56 yards of rushing the whole game? Ryan, like, if I if I could reach over the table, I would, like, just, I would kind of, like, just hit you right in the chest. And <laughs> an NFL official will come in here and say, hands to the face. You know, I agree that the calls were bad. They had nothing to do with why they lost the game. They might have affected it slightly, but the Lions did it to themselves. They literally took We're the ball. We're not going to talk about this. We got a whole discussion last okay, week. Okay, you're right. You're right. If you want to go back into listen to my great points that I made, because I, uh, people have been giving me lots of credit. I've actually been walking down the street, and people have been like, you know what? <laughs> you're right. The Lions did deserve the li- You really changed my mind. Nobody did that, Ryan. I, you know what? I changed the ma- kid's mind the other day in the org office for the fraternity. I'll well, just let you have that one. All right, see? So one just because I don't feel like proving no, you I, wrong I right now. I literally was walking in this office, and this good guy, Brent, comes up to me. He goes, you know what, Ryan? You're right. The Lions, it is the Lions' fault. They didn't deserve to win. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I shook his hand, and I said, thank you so much for having a brain and understanding that not everything's about the stupid flags. All right, well, okay, Ryan. Congrats to you um, <laughs> for being a Lions hater in your own city. Anyways, dude, I'm not from Detroit. I'm from Dearborn. Don't even lie. You're not a Dearborn. I was born here. Oh, this you is really? the first place I ever saw with my own eyes. That's the same, same here. Yeah. I can confirm that that is true. Ryan did say that on a scenic drive throughout Dearborn. Oh, yeah. Usually what would take seven minutes to get to Little Caesars took Ryan 30. But that was we'll, not my but, fault. But back to that the line. That was li- not my fault. It doesn't matter whose fault it is, Ryan. Hang on, hang on. In second base, let's start it right now. I have an idea for a topic. 
Was it my fault why it took me 30 minutes to get to Little Caesars when it should have taken seven? Yes, it was. Okay, why, why don't you explain the scenario to everyone? This is second base. Ryan to took directions from somebody. No, you Not can, me. You can say her name. She's coming on next week, actually. Oh, she is? Okay. She is. Wait, what's her name? Rachel. What's her last name? Because, you know, there's a lot of Rachels uh, out we here. We don't do last names. Okay, well, podcast. yeah. Okay, so a uh, Rachel. Let's go with that. There's like 7,000 of them here at this school. Um, gave Ryan some directions to a Little Caesars. Okay. And what usually will take about seven minutes took Ryan 30 minutes as he missed at least two turns <laughs> okay, on the way I to did. this Little Caesars. I did. But you know what? I was making an argument that this was not the most efficient location of Little Caesars that was near our school. I think that was my argument, but yet, you know. I made that argument, too, because I said there was one on Ford Road. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. We have to go all of this one out in Dearborn Heights, is it? Ryan, that was Dearborn. That was Dearborn? Yes. All right. It's just because you made some bad turns that it seems like it was Dearborn Heights. Two bad turns. Here, Ryan, uh, you're telling me two minor bad turns could really affect... Uh, Ryan, before we get back distance? to the sports thing, I'm going to look up Little Caesars nearby. Yeah, you know okay? Look, now, look up the distance. We can make this argument. Okay. So the one you... So let's see. The one we went to was on Monroe. Okay. Right? Sure. It is 3.5 miles away from here. Okay. okay? 3.5. That's cool. All right. Now, we're going to look cool. at the one that you wanted to go to on Ford Road. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's see. Let's go. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm. I have to. Have to go further down the list. Yeah, that's all. Oh, the one that you wanted to go to on Ford Road in Dearborn Heights. All right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. It is five miles away. Okay, so it's a point five mile difference, but no, no, Ford Road no. is statistically faster from a random sample of uh, drives that have been taken. According to confidence. Yeah, it's a 95% confidence interval. Have you jammed statistics that far into your brain that you can only talk in statistics? Yeah, I can only talk in statistics now because, you know what, it's right. It actually makes a lot of sense to talk in confidence intervals. Listen, man, I don't blame you, Ryan. That's all I have in my head right now is DS302. Significance levels, confidence. But I'm here, my point is, you're telling me. If we just went straight down for it, which is where the school is off of, it would, even though it's 1.5 miles farther, you're telling me we would have got there faster than going down the one that you had to take all the side roads to get, where the speed limit's significantly slower. If you remember, I suggested going to the one that's in Allen Park at the bottom of the hill. How far is that one away? Like, oh man, I just deleted it. We need need to know. Okay, hold on. People need to know. This is a very crucial discussion. Okay, well, I'm going to say this one, and then we're going to get back to the real discussion here. But, what is the um, real discussion? I'm going to talk in confidence intervals about the lines. Give me, a, give me a second here. Okay. So, the Little Caesars in Allen Park at the bottom of the hill is 4.1 miles away. Okay, so... We would have got there before we would have got to your one in Dearborn Heights. Guaranteed. You know what? Let's have a race. With a 95% confidence, oh, okay. I could so say... there's a 5% chance that is wrong. That we would have... So, we reject our null, possibly. <laughs> No, we don't. <laughs> okay, you know what? You know, back to confidence intervals about the line. There's a 40% chance that they lose to the Giants. That seems generous, man. I think there was a 100% chance they're going to lose to the Giants. Really? The Giants? Dude. With Daniel have... Jones at QB? I don't Look at what court, rookie quarterbacks have done to the Lions over the last two years under Patricia's reign. What? I think Daniel Jones might like the hell out of us. Which rookie quarterbacks are we talking about? We're talking Sam Darnold. We're talking. Sam Darnold uh, didn't do much that game. Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. He only put up 48 points. That's nothing, man. The defense put up like 21 of those. Uh, Let's be honest. (laughs) Kyler Murray. You know him? Yeah. uh Yeah. He pretty much led his team to an amazing comeback victory against an inexperienced. And then people are. 
It was a tie. Oh, yeah, it was a people tie. People are crying, crying about the fact, oh, that we traded Quandre Diggs away. Who cares? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold Diggs on. Hold on. Are you just here to make stupid points? No, I'm here to make great points. Quandre Diggs is probably like our third best defensive player. Oh, he's, no, he's not. Now he's the third best defensive player on the Seahawks. I think he's closer to two on the Seahawks. Let's be real. What, Ziggy is the number one? No, I'm just I'm I'm just talking about like I, okay, mine is the defensive line. I'm talking about corners and safeties. Okay, Quandre had to be top three on the line easily. Probably second. Probably right after Slay. Who's better? Right after Slay. You're saying Slay is better than Quandre Diggs? Yes. Yes. Are you? There is no discussion in whether Slay is better than Quandre Diggs. Big play Slay, more like slow play Slay. That dude gets lit up week after week. How is he even good? Listen, Darius Slay is one of the best corners in the league. He had a hamstring injury no, last he's game. Not. Yeah, he is. He's top five cornerback. I watched. When name I went name to five cornerbacks better than Darius. Chargers. He got lit up. But when it mattered. Oh, he, he made the play. He's big I'm play sure slay. He's not career. every play slay. He's big play slay. Oh, okay. Name name five cornerbacks better than Darius Slay. All right, Stephon Gilmore. Okay. Lies. No, he's better. He's pretty Christian, good. Christian, you're only saying that because you love the Patriots. No. Let's be honest. <clears throat> Who has he defended well this season? Name any wide receiver that's legitimate. Well, that's Robbie the- Anderson. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I wait, let, let me look up who Robbie Anderson is because I, I don't even is. know who he is. Jets what team is he on? Jets number eleven. The Jets. Yeah. Name somebody else, Ryan. I'm, I'm not even going to have to talk. Is that about quarterbacks. That. Listen, yeah. Stephon Gilmore defended not only this season but also last season against Tyree Kill. Is Tyree Kill a good receiver? Yes. Yeah, he's okay. Um, let me see. <laughs> who did the Patriots play last season? I can't so remember. You don't even know. Okay. Anyway, but I'll anyways, go back to naming these Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Because let's see, we got Stephon Gilmore. We have Richard Sherman. I don't know. Oh, about Mr. That. Undefeated six and zero. That's all you complain about. You okay? I I will give you Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Go ahead. That's the first As good point you've made all day. Saying, hang on, hang on. Uh, actually, you know what? Since you guys clearly don't seem to understand why Richard Sherman, I'm making such a great argument for this man. No, he's good. No, no, he's no, good. No, he's no, just no, a little no, old. That's all I'm concerned about. Hang on, hang on. Fill time while I'm doing this. This commercial break was brought to you by Ryan searching Richard Sherman on YouTube. All right, here we go. You guys ready? I'm ready. Oh, please don't oh, show him wait, disrespecting Michael hang Crabtree. On. Hang on, here we go. Michael Crabtree isn't even in the league anymore ready? because you of Richard Sherman. You guys ready to Sherman. hear? Put the headphones on. Okay. All right. These people are about to hear why Richard Sherman is the best corner in the game. And, yep, oh yeah. Let's hear it. Here we go. To be fair, Michael Crabtree is sorry. But Richard Sherman 
is a great corner. Thank you. It was Seattle's greatest mistake ever letting him go. But who else do you have? I gave you one. All right. Name name four more. Josh Norman. No. No. Get get out. Get out the booth right now, Ryan. Go somewhere. Josh Norman is the most overrated corner. Is he a corner or is he a safety? He's a corner. He's the most overrated one in the league by far. Josh Norman had one good season with the Panthers and never showed up again. You ready for the next one? He owes Cam Newton his whole career. Did you remember that? You, you remember in one? practice when he when Cam Newton choked Josh Norman and all of a sudden he became talented? Without Cam Newton, there's no Josh Norman. That's all I gotta say. You guys ready for the next one? I'm ready. Desmond Trufant. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make that name up? <laughs> No, I, I know who that cornerback is. I, does he even play for the Falcons anymore? Did he get traded, or is he still on the Falcons roster? He was one of the elite corners during his time. Um, I'm talking about right now. Name five better corners than Darius Slay currently in the league. Stephon Gilmore and Richard Sherman. Stephon Gilmore and Richard Sherman. That's a knock. To Dar- and I'm saying Desmond Trufant is better than him. Desmond Trufant is nowhere near Darius All right. Right, Akib Talib. Akib Talib is like 40 years old. I don't care. No. Why not? Just no. I think all those guys are better than him. What, what about Chris Harris Jr.? I can see Chris. All right, all right, all right. Okay, we'll right, give you, you Chris Harris. You want me to go down the list? I, I, have, I pulled up the list of the best corners in the league. I think this man Casey is... Hayward. No. Xavier Rhodes. Eh. I don't know. I, I can't give exa- I can give Xavier Rhodes credit sometimes, but he commits a Joe ton Hayden. of penalties. Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden. <laughs> Ryan, give me your phone. <laughs> Jason McCordy. Jason McCordy is good, but he's not Darius Slayton. All right, we're all good. So I just made a very convincing argument. Um, we'll let the viewers decide. Right, yeah, yeah, we'll put a Twitter poll. We'll put a Twitter, Twitter poll up. Please tweet us. Tell us. Darius Slay is a top five quarterback. I want to know. Yeah, actually, I yeah. Like to we'll, know. we'll put a poll up. All right. Darius Slay, top five quarterback or not? All right. You guys will so vote. We actually have to move on here because we spent a lot of time all right, all right. on me being dumb today. Uh, At least you admit it. Yeah, so we did. I was joking earlier about second base being about pizza. That was pretty stupid. However, so second base. Let's talk about Michigan before Tom joins us. I'm ready. Um, oh, no. Michigan is the most disgraceful program. In the history of college football. The fact that they have built up this brand to make them seem like they are better than they actually are is pathetic. And I think it's disgusting. Michigan has never been a powerhouse. They've been a powerhouse maybe in the 40s, in the 30s. But in the modern football era, Michigan has never been a powerhouse. Paul Schembechler, Schembechler, whatever, sorry, never was a great coach. They never did anything under Bo Schembechler. Do you agree? Um, yeah, you don't even know. I don't. I don't watch college football. Right. They never did anything under Lloyd Carr except for one championship. Do you agree, Hezekiah? Who, I don't know who that is. Oh my goodness! See, I'm talking with people that don't even know what they're talking about, and they want to come argue with me that Michigan's some powerhouse. I, I was never gonna say that. I have said from the moment they hired Jim Harbaugh okay. that they weren't gonna do okay, anything. Okay, so you're a, a Harbaugh hater too. I wouldn't call myself a Harbaugh hater. I'm just a Harbaugh realist, as in he's not really a good coach. He really should get fired. Listen, as a proud Michigander, Michigan will go far this year and win the rest of their games and win their bowl game. Thank you. Christian, right. who do they play this week? You know what? Notre Dame. They'll blow them out. 
They're going to lose to Notre Dame by 26. I'm going to play a clip of Joe Klatt on the Colin Cowherd show talking about Michigan and why they're a disgrace. And I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. Deal. The Horseshoe, Wisconsin, who flubbed up. What's funny is everybody thinks Wisconsin has no shot against Ohio State. I think it's going to be a great game. But I want to go to this first. Is that uh, there's rumors out there. Harbaugh, you yep. know, okay, Harbaugh. inevitable. Right when they lost, by the way, I was like, okay, watch. This is going to okay. be like the NFL. Here we go. Yeah. So here's the thing. Saban loses to Auburn. Suddenly he's in Austin. Remember that? Yep. And uh, Pete Carroll loses a big game. Uh, Dolphins are interested. And this happens, right? And so my takeaway is, of course, his name is now out there with the Redskins, with Atlanta, Brian Kelly a couple years ago had a rough yeah, loss. Boosters true. crushed him. That's His right. name surfaced. That's right. Now, he can deny it, but we know that Harbaugh has been a ladder climber. Yeah, and there's two things that go on here, Colin. You're, you're exactly right. There's two things that go on here, and that is like, and I'm not suggesting that I don't know this to be true. I'm just saying in general, two things go on in these situations. One is the people that are representing these coaches are like, oh, okay, you're unhappy with our guy. Let me show you who else is interested. And so they start to float the conversations that they're having behind closed doors, right? That that happens. And then here's the other part. There's a lot of names out there. Matt Rule is in conversations Baylor. all over the NFL yeah. right now. But he's going to get a, a chance to interview if he wants. Lincoln Riley, we've debated it on this show. He's going to have a shot. By the way, Ryan Day, who has an NFL background, is probably going to start piquing some people's interest with the way that Ohio State is playing and his hire of Jeff Halfley uh, in the offseason, so on and so forth. So this is not unique to Michigan. It's not unique to Jim Harbaugh. It's just that he's a lightning rod, and everyone makes it a bigger deal than it is, and so it's become a story now. Okay, I was saying this earlier, though. So I grew up, and I love Michigan football more than Ohio State because the brand of Michigan, A-plus fight song, A-plus uniforms. I remember as a kid watching them play and I don't know if they were more ambitious, not only Rose Bowls, but they played some big games. They always played Notre Dame. Yeah. Right? So I well, saw. Well, schedules in general used to be a lot better. If you look at, you know, some of those schedules of the past, they were so much better in terms of non-conference play. And remember, Colin, the reason is, is that there were so many, so many independent schools. It right. wasn't just Penn State. Oh, you remember Penn State. It wasn't just uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Penn State. Florida State. There were several schools. Miami all used to be independent. So when I was a kid growing up, Michigan was on TV way more in Seattle than Ohio State was. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, so Notre Dame was on TV a lot. Um, um, an SEC school with Keith Jackson. Oklahoma was. Oklahoma was on TV. And Michigan was on TV more than Ohio State. But their brand, fight song, rivalry, stadium, is A+. plus. You start looking at the history of the program. Bo Schembechler. It's, it's really good. It's really good. It's not it, Ohio State good. It's not. If you win in the current Big Ten structure, deepest it's ever been, you win nine and a half and win every other bowl game, Bo losing record bowl game, Lloyd losing record bowl game, Jim losing record. We think this is Bama. It's not Bama. It's interesting that you bring that up. Um, um, one of the things that I, I relate to, college football fans to right now they're exactly like nba fans they're exactly like golf fans we have been ruined as nba fans and as golfing if you're a fan of the golf and pga tour like i am we've been ruined by tiger woods we've been ruined by michael jordan and lebron james because we expect this greatness at clips that are are unheard of as far as the consistency of greatness so bama and nick saban 
And to some degree, Urban Meyer, by the way, did this. They've kind of ruined the expectation of fan bases. Did you know that if you go through and you actually average out the number of wins each season, Jim Harbaugh averages more wins per season than both Bo Schimbeckler and Lloyd Carr? Isn't that funny? And and if you go back through the history of, of Michigan, and I'm listen, I'm not arguing for Jim Harbaugh. I'm just saying if you put it in perspective, context, M- Michigan, he has returned Michigan to exactly what they have been historically, which is a really good program. But not- All right, that's where I wanted to cut that out. Hezekiah, does that not make you think that Harbaugh actually may be not so sorry? Does that, does that did you, what do you get from that? I, I'm, I'm curious. I just feel the vibe around Harbaugh as soon as he got hired was that, hey, Michigan, we're in the college playoffs every single year. We're coming home with national championships. Instead, it's been, hey, we're being mediocre. We almost lose the Army. And, I mean, how do you almost lose the Army? They've run one play the entire game. <laughs> It's I mean, triple option. Triple do, option. Yeah. Triple well, option to get it. Come on. This, Hezekiah. Because Christian has left us because he had to leave. He was so hurt that Michigan really is bad that he had to go. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. I grew up as a Michigan fan, so I always had this whole perspective that Michigan is the best, right? Michigan is always going to be one of the top teams in the league, like, regardless. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're This is Michigan. They compete for national championships. But when you really look back on it, all of that is just kind of like almost made up, if you think about it. Like, yeah, they were really good in the 40s, but since then, like, they really have never been a power. Like, yeah, they have 11 championships. Yeah, they have the most wins of all time, but I mean, they've won one. They won one championship in '97, and honestly, that's not even like how the traditional format is now. So they would have never probably won a championship the way they did back then. Today, like it's just not possible. Just the way the league has been set up, and I just think I don't know. Like, it actually, I'm a big Harbaugh hater. Like, I really don't think if you want to win championships, Harbaugh's your guy. I don't know why they keep sticking with him, but this argument by Joe Klatt actually makes me think. You know, twice. Like, you know what? Michigan really isn't that good of a program. Like, Bo Schembecker did nothing here. Lloyd Card, he did something, but he wasn't like. You know, he wasn't some incredible coach like Nick Saban. Michigan really has never had that. And the fact that I think that Harbaugh could do it, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. Like, Harbaugh actually has done something that Brady Hoke and um, Rich Rodriguez haven't done. And he's made them a good team, but they're not a great team. And I don't think, you know what, it is almost fair to not assume Michigan should be a great team. But their branding and image has been so blown up that, you know what I'm saying? Like, people just assume to believe that they are going to be. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I, I can't believe Michigan, not with Harbaugh, they can't transcend to be a great team. They're a good team. They're mediocre at best. But when you can't beat Ohio State. Oh, exactly. You, you have a, I, I don't even know. Did they beat Michigan State recently? Well, I know. I think year, they beat yes. them last year, yeah. They didn't the year before, but they did when the you, year after, before that. Thing. When you can't beat Ohio State you can't be a great team. They're the no, you can't. Ohio State is the pinnacle of the Big Ten by far. Nobody else really comes close to them. There are people that give, Wisconsin gives them a little bit of competition here and there. Penn State gives some competition here and there. But if you can't beat Ohio State, what's the point of coaching at Michigan? Exactly. I mean, I agree with you. That is the one thing that I think they have lacked, and I think they should have won by now. But, again, I, I, I have to agree with him that 
I mean, Michigan really never has been that. Like, they traditionally have been better than Ohio State, but Ohio State's one of the big dogs now. There's five big dogs, and that's Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the other one. Ohio State is in there, but there's one more. Trying to, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, for sure. I don't know that's, about Oklahoma. That's my five. They've been to the college football playoff way more than any Big Ten team has, Oklahoma. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Like, they haven't done well when they got there, but they've been there. I'll give you that. I'll give you that yeah. point. I'd say Notre Dame is kind of a power still. I know I'll get some flack for that one, but, hey, they've done way more than Michigan has over the last few years. And I'm just saying, Michigan, Notre Dame's going to roll in and just blow Notre Dame. Or, sorry. Dang, Notre Dame's going to blow Dame themselves Dame. out? Well, that'll be an interesting game to watch. Ago, but uh, no, 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 they're gonna blow Michigan out. Michigan is gonna be embarrassed on their home field, and it's gonna be like it's gonna be like everything else. It's, it's Michigan's gonna be let down again. I don't know what to say. I'm like I'm almost dis- like just disappointed in my voice. Can, can you open the door for Christian? He left his keys oh in here. Oh my gosh, what a kid! Christian, welcome back to the studio. Uh, you forgot your keys, eh? How far did you get? Did you get all the way to your car before you realized it? I was actually uh, talking to Jessica outside. So, and then I remembered I don't have my keys. So, actually, Jessica saved my life. What a good girl. Yeah. She's cool. Good job. That was really awkward. But, yeah, so we're 40 minutes in, and I still don't know where Tom is. Yeah. Do you have anywhere to be? No, I don't. Okay, well, I kind of want to find out where Tom is. So... We're Maybe, really we'll 40 quick, minutes in? We'll take a break. Yeah, we are 40 minutes in. Wow. We spent about 30 minutes talking about NFL. Oh, we probably spent 10 minutes talking about Little Caesars, too. Oh, yeah, we, we spent a good amount of time on Little Caesars. But, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Um, here with us, providing expertise. Yep, so this is We Are Underused. Um, as I mentioned last week, uh, we're still taking suggestions for segment ideas or anything, and you can uh, email us at weareunderusedradio at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, Facebook. All right, welcome back here on WUMD College Radio. Um, that was a really short break, but we realized that, yeah. So, Tom, he's fine, but he's still helping out recording. What a good guy. Yeah, he's such a good guy, though. Like, he's actually doing his job. Quick question, could you hear me in the microphone or in the headphones? Just a little bit. That's weird. I can hear a lot of static. Really? Oh, okay, but you can hear us. Yeah, I can hear you. All right, so you know what? Never mind. Sorry for that odd concern. I was just, it looked like it wasn't working, but it is. So sorry about that. But yeah, um, anyway, so Tom's being a good guy. He's actually doing his job and helping people record a podcast, which is what he gets paid to do. So I'm really glad that Tom's doing his job. Yeah, are you happy about that? I guess. I don't Uh, know. No, that's cool. I don't know how to feel about this. I just met Tom today. Oh, yeah. He's a good guy. I've known him for several years. Um, I'm sure if you got to know him. Well, that's actually your second time meeting him, but you don't remember the first time. There was a first time? Yes, uh, my New Year's party. Recall? Not really. No, okay, well, yeah, you weren't there very long anyway. But uh, <laughs> I do distinctly remember not being there long, though. Yes. You were I don't even for- think I stayed to New Year's. I think I went no, back home before, before that. No, you did before New Year's. Anyway... 
so uh, Hezekiah and I want to do third base, which we want to talk about the NBA. Um, so I don't know what, what has been happening in the NBA. I have to admit, I have not been the best besides the China situation, which Aman, you know, Aman came yeah. on last week and uh, really did a deep dive into that. And we actually got some hatred from some people about some of the things we said, which it really surprises me because I thought everyone was pro-America in here, but I guess not. But uh, anyway. Hey, I mean, if people are pro-money, I can't, uh, I yeah, don't know, I can't no, knock that. It's not even that. It's more of like pro-China. But, uh, you know, that's... It's, it's, that's, a, that's a long conversation. It is We're long messed conversation. up, they're messed really up, let's leave it at that. I don't get into it because then people are going to think I'm stupid because I tend to say dumb things on the air for entertainment value, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but a lot of people make a good career out of that. But um, yeah, NBA, NBA. So it started on Wednesday night, or sorry, Tuesday night, Tuesday nights with uh, Tuesday sounds right. It yeah. was uh, who, the, it was the Clippers versus the Lakers, right? That was the important game. There was yeah. a game before that, but nobody cares, who cares about who right? ever played that. All right, it's L. A. versus L. A. Kawhi versus LeBron, A. D. versus George, and the Clippers Paul George came out was not top. there. Was he not? No, he's he still he's still hurt. He'll be out for at least a month. Right? I didn't know he was even hurt. It didn't matter. Let me tell you, this this is the first hot take I'll have on the NBA. All right, sure. Now, I heard something about a lot of bets were coming in with the Lakers and people were betting that they're going to win the championship. I hope you know, if anybody out there listening bet on the Lakers to win the championship, your money is gone. I know, they you. I know they only played one game, but your money is gone. You should have never bet on the Lakers. I'm Age, with you. LeBron, I have to respect him as one of the greatest players of all time. But he is aging. He can't carry the he whole team. He's not what he used to be. Not even two years ago what he was to be. Can anybody even name anybody on the Lakers besides LeBron and AD? I'm trying to think right now. Oh, Kyle Kuzma. He's hurt. Doesn't is count. He hurt? Okay. I, KCP, just because he used to play here. He's a scrub. I know. He, he's part of the reason they lost, right? I've heard lots I mean, of people were making memes about him. People were saying that they should sign Carmelo and drop KCP. That's a whole nother dumb argument. Carmelo, <laughs> Carmelo isn't <laughs> he in the league. Here, so. He's not in the but league he because he bit. thinks that he's still a starter, but he needs to learn to come off the bench. That's really why he's yeah, not in the he league. Would, he'd be a good bench player. The I fact that know. Chauncey Billups came out and said that Carmelo is too selfish to play in the league anymore says something. Yeah, and Chauncey was not a selfish player during his day. Definitely wasn't. Yeah, but you know, I have to say, I, I, I'm with you on the Lakers. I think the Lakers are a joke, and they have two big toxic personalities in Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and I think that speaks volumes. Plus, they don't have any depth. I don't even, Who plays center for them? They had Boogie, right? But he got hurt. He's hurt. Who did they sign to uh, replace Boogie? I have. I think I don't. I don't even, I don't even know. know. Like I have to admit, I have not done my research on the NBA because personally, I've had a hard time following the NBA because the Pistons have betrayed me time and time again, and I feel like completely disrespected as a Pistons fan. So my generate my general interest in uh, the NBA is not very big because when I don't have a personal team to root for, I really don't care. So, I mean, I mean, I care. Like, I don't, like, I'll watch it, but, like, it, it's not something that is going to get me tuning in every night because if the Pistons are garbage, then I really don't care. I mean, the Pistons aren't garbage. They're, they're, a, garbage. they're a 500 team. But and in the East, that's... It's not fun to me to watch an average basketball team. I'll give you that. They don't even have exciting players. Like, yeah, they're good, but they're, like, old-fashioned exciting. They're not, like, modern where they have Curry just making shots. They have Reggie Jackson starting a point. They have... Two big guys that can play, and one of them can't even play right now because he's been hurt like crazy. He had a whole offseason to rehab, and he's not even healthy now. I mean, 
You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's not fun for me. It's really not. I mean, to be fair, the Pistons dug their hole the moment they hired Van Gundy as a coach. Oh, they dug their hole the minute Tom Gore took over as an owner. That's also true. Terrible owner. Hey, you you can't do anything about the owner at this point. You can blame them, but at the end of the day, they own the team. So let's blame people lower on the tier. The GM. All right. And the head coach. Well, Joe Dumars won a championship with the Pistons as as the GM. And... Also got them back there the year after. And they were in the Eastern Conference Finals five years in a row. And somehow he couldn't do well under Tom Gore's administration. But why was he able to not do good under Tom Gore's reign? But when he had William Davidson as the owner, he was able to bring championships. Do you think that has uh, anything to do with Tom Gore's? No, I I 100% agree with you that Tom Gore's is a terrible owner. But at the end of the day, they own the team. You can be a toxic owner all you want. You can have a terrible team. But until, I mean, people already don't show up to Little Caesars Arena. Until it starts to really hurt them, there's nothing we can do about it. It's sad because when the Reddings played at Joe Lewis, even when they were bad at the end, people still went to the games. You know what I'm saying? But now, they've been at Little Caesars for two, this is the third full season of both the Pistons and the Reddings being there. And the fans don't come. Because you know what? They charged jack-up prices for the fancy new arena, which is not even that great, if you ask me. Hey, hold on, hold on. Little Caesars Arena is pretty nice. I don't yeah. think it's nice. I've been there a few times. I really have not been impressed. I felt depressed, actually, the one time I went there. The lighting, they turned the lights off in the upper courts, concourse, because they don't want people to show that it's empty. And to me, that was depressing. I had, I felt very depressed sitting in the dark, watching the Pistons lose to the Charlotte Hornets and Tony Parker crossing up. Uh, players. Oh, is that the game we were both yes, at? Yes, we were both there. Man, my man Tony Parker yeah. was out there balling that day. And now he's retired because, you know, he said, oh, if I can still do this the Pistons, you know, I should probably retire. That okay. doesn't make any sense. That didn't. Uh, it, but it's funny in my I, head. I saw where you were going with it, but yeah. then you really failed. But we'll move on. from. I'll, I'll forgive you for uh, that forgive one. Forgive me for uh, that one. That was stupid. To be honest, I do feel like Lil Caesar Arena should just funnel in all the fans that are in the 200s because nobody wants to pay more about $15 to go see that's the, the Pistons. Thing. So. That's the thing, though. They they want to charge more because they have this brand new fancy arena that has all these things, but it's really not that better. You go to the Joe Lewis to watch a hockey game, it was amazing. It was always fun. Like It was it, it was dirty, but you liked it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like It was an old, crusty arena, but it was cool. It was on the water, and it had so much history. You knew when you were going there, you were going to get a good thing, right? It was just, it was unique. The stairs were crappy. The, just everything about it was, it was just, it was not good. But that's what made it great. Now you go to Little Caesar Arena, everything's so fancy, but the product's shit. So what makes Little Caesar Arena better? They charge people so no one can get in. They priced out the fans, the true fans of the team, and now it's up just for clients entertaining their little friends and. Uh, you know what? That's what it shows. They had to change. They had to pay almost four million dollars for seat covers, Hezekiah, so to hide the fact that the seats were rent, because they would show off better. I mean, how pathetic is that? Like you publicly announcing that happening too is embarrassing. Because okay, so people know you're trying to hide that there's no one there. So what's what, what is the point of that investment? I see the move for the Pistons. It makes sense yeah. for the Pistons to actually be the Detroit Pistons instead of the Auburn Hills Pistons. Yeah, well, I'm... Nobody really wants... No, I think it's good that they're in Detroit. Yeah, nobody wanted think, nobody sorry. wanted to drive to Auburn Hills no to go see did. the Pistons, no, especially when they were bad. Like, yeah. I live in Ipsy. Auburn Hills is like an hour and 20 minutes away, with, given the traffic and everything. I wasn't going to drive all the way out there to watch the Pistons 
be a 500 team. Now they're in Detroit, 40 minute drive. Sure, I can make it. I can make an excuse for myself. Hockey, I'm not. I've never been a huge fan of hockey. Yeah. But I will admit that I have. Like, I mean, hearing from hockey fans that it was a terrible move for them to go to, Joe, to from Joe Louis to Little Caesars Arena, just because right now the Red Wings are on the downturn. Yeah. And if you price something higher for a team that sucks, nobody's going to show up. Exactly. That's, I mean. Everybody learns this in economics. Yep. And economics is a class everyone takes, even engineers take it. But yeah, like I remember like in 2017 when I was graduating from high school, I would get in concerts for pretty cheap at Joe Lewis. I went to see Bon Jovi, Hall & Oates, paid under 100 bucks for both of those tickets combined. Combined, Hezekiah. And now you can't even get into a concert at LCA for 100 bucks. You can't even send the nosebleeds with the, the shit. Okay, no, no, no. You could get in for under a hundred bucks. I'm pretty sure. No, you that can't. You're telling Not me it's a hundred dollars for the. No- okay, with the fees. The- but even with the fees at Joe Louis, you could get in. Okay, yeah. Sixty bucks for Bon Jovi, a huge band. This place was sold out to the brim. I know at my old man, old man Bon Jovi, but that place was sold out. Hall and Oates was sold out. I got in there for twenty bucks, Hezekiah. Do you think you could do that at Little Caesars Arena? Not a chance. No, not a chance. The fees itself are more than twenty bucks. No way. But that's a whole nother conversation on about ticket fees and everything. That's probably why I haven't been to a Pistons. That's why I don't exactly. plan on going to a Pistons game. The only reason I went to that one game is because we got a discount through that one class that our friend Rachel, other one, another Rachel, <laughs> uh, her boyfriend is a sports management major, and he had to sell tickets for one of his classes. We got a discount. So, of course, I was going to go to the Pistons game, right? Cheap. Get to go in LCA. woo But you know what? The Pistons are a terrible product. The Reddings are a terrible product. Like, there's no, I don't know. I mean, the Lions are a terrible product, too, but oh, yeah. they, they'll they fill up Ford Field. There's eight games a year, that's why. True, but Ford... And they don't... Personally, I don't think they price people out. I think you can get a reasonable Lions price ticket for the product that you're getting. I see with the Lions, I think they have more deals than the Pistons and the Red Wings do. I think that's really why they can fill up seats. Like The only reason I went to a Lions game when they faced the Chiefs, I knew they were going to lose. Yeah. All right. I mean, it was just the I reality of the situation. Me. But you get an $80 ticket to sit in the 100s and get to be pretty close to the field, you're going to take that opportunity, even if you know they're going to lose. It was a great game, but it's just, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I personally, I feel like justified more when I pay for a Lions ticket, though, even though I know they're crap. It's just because there's only eight games a year, and, like, the NFL product, I feel, is better because, like, just because, you know, it is so exclusive, and, like, you just, you just know that you're going to get a good – I just you know what I'm saying? Like, you just yeah. know. Like, Red Wings games, there's so many of them, and, I mean, not that I don't mind going to a Red Wings game. You just – Paying eighty bucks for one game out of forty-one just feels a lot different than paying, say, a hundred bucks to go to one out of eight games a year. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. That's just me. I mean, yeah, I, I think feel, I think even the stadium experience is different. Like the it Lions, all Lions, it could be it could be a game that's seven yeah. to three. Yeah, I went to a seven to three game against the Packers. Oh, that's horrible. And they still being in the stadium added to the value of you actually having to pay for that ticket. It if is. you go to a Pistons game yeah. and the score is like seventy-five to seventy-six. You're going to be sitting there bored to death, and you'll be on your phone more than you're watching so the game. So you agree that LCA is not an amazing stadium? LCA as a stadium itself, I respect that. It's just <laughs> it's that when you... It's a concert venue. It, it's, a great, it's a great venue. LCA, great you cannot venue. knock that LCA isn't a great venue. It's just that when you have a great venue and put terrible product in it, it makes everything worse. <laughs> but yeah, I'm <laughs> with you. And I don't know, just... 
I don't. I just it, it, it disappoints me. I I don't know. I just think it's an overhyped stadium. I think they could have done the same. It's a great concert venue. Don't get me wrong. Like we've the one thing I will say about CA, it's attracted different concerts that we were not able to obtain before because it has a nice venue. Like no one wanted to play at Little Z, or Joe Louis Arena. I get it. It's a dump, terrible concert venue, but. You know, no one wanted to go play in Auburn Hills either because it's away from everything. But I don't know. I mean, LCA, it does it. It, does, it provides a justice for that. But they price everyone for everything. So I feel like it almost the, the, the scales have tipped here. It doesn't matter either way. I will say that LCA does have, for stadium food, it's priced pretty moderate. For you stadium so. food. I think it was a ripoff. I mean, I got like, what did I get? Like, I got like some gigantic chicken tenders and fries for 12 bucks, and I think I got a drink with that too. That's a pretty good deal when I think about Ford Field and paying like $7 for a hot dog or something. When I go to a game, I just know I'm not going to buy anything there because I know I don't want to waste my money. Personally, that's my philosophy. If I want to go get food, I'll go to Nemo's, get a $3, $4 burger, and it'll taste way better than anything I'm going to get at LCA or Ford Field, Comerica Park, wherever you want to go. I will say that LCA does have quality food. You will. Yeah, I, I will put that I on the line. I just don't think stadium food is good. I, I think eating at your seat is disgusting, especially even with the seat covers covering the filth from before. I, I just, you know, I want to go sit down, you know, talk with my friends. I don't want to be like, oh, here's the Pistons getting blown out by the Charlotte Hornets while I'm eating a pretzel that's I paid way more for that's oversalted, been sitting in the in the thing for too long, kind of stale. You know what I'm saying? That sounded really personal, Ryan. It what, is personal. what salted pretzel hurt you? Dude, every time you get a salted pretzel when you go to LCA or Comerica Park, Ford Field, Joe Louis Arena, I don't care where you're at, Palace of Auburn Hills. Hey guys, Tom here doing some post editing stuff. Just to warn you, there is some earache up ahead. Uh, the mics in the studio kind of screwed up, but we'll be in the booth, regular booth, next time. Uh, hopefully, I don't mismanage my time like Ryan said. You're just, it's not good. They're always dry. They're always stale. They don't salt them correctly. They're not wet enough. I, I know that sounds disgusting. You know, but <laughs> no, no, no. I, I understand what? what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah, same thing. Okay, the one thing I will give is that we have Little Caesars, Detroit-based product. They do a good job with the Little Caesars here. They do. Is that how it sounds? It just started doing that. All right, so we're going to take a break. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast.